0: Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome back to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Our conversation today will focus on some considerations and reasons as to why you should keep your cash off the sidelines and put your cash to work. Joining me for the conversation, glad to welcome back Justin Waring, Investment Strategist for the Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So, Justin, nice to be with you again here on Top of the Morning. Thank you for dropping by, spending some time with our listeners, our clients. Looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dan. So, Justin, you're joining us today to talk about your recent report, 10 Reasons to Put Cash to Work. Maybe as a starting point, Justin, can you summarize for us your advice for investors that perhaps have extra cash at the moment to deploy?
1: Absolutely, Dan. Um, so one of, one of the the first things to acknowledge is that what exactly is extra cash? Um, at the end of the day, it's important for us to, to bear in mind that if you have any spending in the next three to five years that you need to take out of your portfolio, you should probably keep that in safe investments, what we call the liquidity strategy. Um, because that three to five year window is the danger zone for investors. That's the period when diversified portfolios can be, you know, experiencing large losses. And so you want to, you want to keep that part of your portfolio separate from market risk. Now, for most of our lives, uh, as we're getting paychecks, we don't really need to have any funds set aside. So all all extra cash is truly extra cash ready to be put into markets. Um, but in retirement, you know, you you want to at least keep three to five years of spending set aside from market risk because that gives you the ability to keep. Uh, the long-term investments invested throughout difficult periods like we're experiencing now. So if you do have extra cash to deploy, cash that you don't need to take out of the market in the next three to five years, I mean the most important thing to to acknowledge is you shouldn't you shouldn't try to be cute and time the market. Uh, markets usually grind higher over time and when there's lots of uncertainty and lots of fear, that tends to actually be a better time to put cash to work. Um, and when markets are at an all time high and have momentum on the upside, that's also a better time to put cash to work. Um, there are it's very difficult to identify ahead of time those periods where, um, the market might go backwards and might actually decline, uh, because those, those periods are few and far between. So the most important advice for investors is, um, you know, market timing is, is not a very effective or repeatable strategy. You should have a diversified portfolio, um, but, you know, at the end of the day, don't try to time the market. You should have a plan to put the cash to work, at least, you know, at least um, in a systematic process, in a period of time that's less than 12 months. That'll give you the best bet of uh, getting your cash to work in the market without buying just before a dip and also allow you to get the cash to work in the market before it it basically runs away from you on the upside.
0: It's an important point to have reinforced how trying to time the market is typically an unconstructive endeavor. And you brought up a good point, and we know this very well, how 2022, it has been a tough year for most investors. You think about it, stocks and bonds, both experiencing losses for the first time that I can remember. So how common is this, what we've been living through, Justin, here? In 2022, and is there a chance that we'll see a repeat of this in 2023?
1: Yeah, it's an excellent question, and it's there's no there's no doubt that 2022 has been a rough year. Uh, Obviously, stocks experienced a bear market with the S&P 500 down more than 20% at one point, and bonds have also experienced their worst loss in my lifetime. And uh, you know, I, I do think that it's important to mention that this has happened a few times since 1926. Uh, it's happened two other calendar years, and a pocket of a couple pockets of, of shorter-term periods have also seen stocks and bonds experiencing losses at the same time. But when we look at all of the past periods, twelve-month periods where stocks and bonds have had, had a negative return since 1926, bonds have have uh, gone on to produce a gain in the next 12 months a hundred percent of the time, and a balanced 60-40 portfolio has has produced a return, a positive return 81% of the time over the next 12 months. And so, you know, I think it's important to, to think about the current environment. Uh, we, we moved into a high inflation environment, uh, this year. And that is really the, the reason why we experienced such, such dramatic losses for both stocks and bonds. Uh, next year we're expecting inflation to, to mitigate and, You know, either inflation um, gets under control and we have a soft landing, or um, the Fed has to hike rates enough to sort of cause a recession and we have a hard landing. In both of those scenarios, we'd expect bond yields to to move sideways to slightly lower, um, and obviously, with higher starting yields, uh, the the return outlook for bonds has massively improved. Now, obviously, a soft landing is better for stocks. Uh, whereas the hard landing would be a better uh, return environment for bonds because falling yields would be rising bond prices. So um, either way, we do think that next year, either, either stocks, bonds, or both of them together are going to have a good year. Uh, so we're not expecting a repeat of 2022.
0: That sounds reassuring, Justin. <laughs> and stocks, as you pointed out, did enter a bear market here in 2022 and are still trading well below their last all-time high. Is that
1: right? Yes, that's right. It's It's been a difficult environment. Um, and I, I would just mention that if we look at past bear markets, we're already one year into a bear market. And historically, if we look at every bear market since World War II, um, diversified portfolios usually make a new all-time high within three to five years. So, if we're already one year into the bear market, um, that means that between two to four years from now, we should be hitting a new all-time high. And then, if we look at the anatomy of a bear market, most of that of a bear market experience is actually the recovery period. So on average it's usually nine months to a year before markets actually hit their low. So we're we may not have hit our all time our, our low for this entire bear market yet, but we're probably pretty close to hitting the low if we haven't already experienced it. And so from here, especially for people with extra cash to put to work, um, it's it's likely that you're going to be investing near the near the market low if you're investing over the next you know six months or so, um, and if you wait longer than that, there's a much much higher chance that you'll be investing after the low is already behind us. And so, you know, if you do have a plan to phase in cash uh, during this bear market period, it's probably a good idea to be accelerating that plan the market is still below its all-time high. In fact, it's more than 10% below its all-time high.
0: So, Justin, the report we've been referencing, 10 Reasons to Put Cash to Work, is all about putting cash to work. Though, what is your advice, Justin, for investors that are in the opposite situation with spending needs today, as many of
1: us typically have? Yeah, so if you, if you have to take spending cash out of your portfolio today, it's obviously a difficult situation because both stocks and bonds... Have experienced losses, so I think the what we just talked about. You know, we're a year into a bear market. It's going to maybe be two to four years before a new all-time high is set. Um, if you have the option to postpone spending, you know, if, uh, just a few years would be you'd, you'd be giving yourself a lot of runway for your portfolio to fully recover. Um, you know, and so that's one one thing to bear in mind is if you can postpone spending. Uh, it could return quite a good return on investment um, if if you are needing to take cash out of the portfolio these days, um, uh, uh, one option is actually to tap into a borrowing uh, strategy. Um, it doesn't feel great to be borrowing when the market is underwater but the the interest rate on your loan has definitely gone up with interest rates, but the return outlook for both stocks and bonds is also I- improved with Better valuations and higher yields, and so there's a better chance that you're going to outpace your bond the, the borrowing costs as a result of those improved market conditions. And so I think that that's something worth considering. Um, but the, but the most important thing is to talk about with your financial advisor and understand what options are available to you because uh, certainly there are certain portfolio management strategies that we can use to keep you invested, but also raise some cash for the portfolio. So your advisor may be able to help you rebalance your portfolio or, or in, invest you in strategies that, that keep you invested for the upside while also managing your day-to-day cash flow needs. But I do think that this is, this is a reminder that um, if you do keep three to five years of your anticipated spending from the portfolio in assets that are separate from market risk, It really makes these types of environments much easier to deal with because you already have a plan. If a bear market happens, this is how I'm going to, this is how I'm going to fund my lifestyle. Um, and then I don't have to worry about a bear market possibly happening. Um, bear markets are pretty rare, but they do happen on average every seven years. And so it's a good idea for us to build structural, uh, strategies into our portfolios, uh, because we shouldn't really be surprised that they happen. Um, and uh, and be forced to sell and lock in otherwise temporary losses. So this this is a reminder to all of us that uh, it's a good idea to have a structure set in place for when bear markets do happen, uh, so that we have a plan that we can execute uh, when 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 other investors are, are fearful
0: well having a plan is indeed important and Justin, you've left our listeners our clients with a lot of valuable guidance and takeaways and of course the conversation does intend here as you pointed out justin we do of course our clients of ubs listening in to have a follow-up conversation with their ubs financial advisor to explore the opportunities that best suit their particular circumstances though justin as always thank you again for joining us here on top of the morning and looking forward to having you back again with us soon.
1: Thank you very much for having me, Dan.